So our scripture reading this morning is going to come from Matthew chapter 4. And if you want to follow along in a Bible, we have some available at all four corners of the sanctuary. And our text this morning begins on page 2 in the second set of page numbers. So Matthew 4, we're going to read verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give to you, if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of the Lord. Father God, we pray that as we spend some time this morning reflecting on your good word, that your spirit would be upon us. Help us to receive these words in new ways, Lord, and help us truly bury them deep in our hearts so that as we go forth from this place, we might carry the treasures of your word with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this morning is the first Sunday of Lent. The 40 days that we take to prepare ourselves for Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. A time of preparing ourselves to receive this amazing gift of grace. And so this passage this morning is wonderful for not only what it's going to speak to us today, but for what it sets up for us for this season. So for this season of Lent, we're going to be looking at everyday spiritual practices. What does it mean to actually be preparing ourselves, to be readying our hearts to receive that gift of grace? Now in reflecting on this passage, Scott Jose gives us this quote. And I put it up on the screen because it's kind of long. So he said, 
It might be naive to say that the answer to every temptation we could ever face would be the recitation of a well-chosen biblical text. But perhaps it would be more accurate to say that the answer to every temptation we could ever face is the recitation of texts that we also already incarnate in the ordinary run of our lives. Texts that are as second nature to us as they so clearly were to Jesus. So that is what we're going to do for this 40 days. Because Jesus sets before us this example of responding to Satan with scripture. We are not Jesus. We do not as naturally have scripture buried so deep in our soul. He had to practice those things as he was growing up. And he models for us that we need to do that as well. But the best way to do it is not simply to work on memorizing words, but to live out what those words mean. To put practices in our lives that help us experience firsthand what those promises of God truly say to us. So that when we do encounter temptation, when Satan lays before us things that look really good, we don't just have words that we hope are true, but we draw on a deep well of personal experience of God's faithfulness. So the first practice, the one that we're going to focus on this week, is the spiritual practice of getting lost of allowing ourselves to enter places that are unknown to us, to leave the boundaries of our safety and our comfort, much as we see that Jesus does by following the Spirit into the wilderness. But to truly sit with this theme, we can't start with Matthew 4. But if we go back to Genesis, that is where this theme starts. With Adam and Eve being forced to leave the Garden of Eden and make their way in an unknown world. And then Moses kills the Egyptian and flees into the wilderness. And there God comes and finds him and brings him back, only to then lead the Israelites back into the wilderness for 40 years. Abraham and Sarah, David, Elijah, over and over through the Old Testament, we see the people of God being led into the wilderness to have a season of getting lost. 
if we were to go through all of those stories, some common themes would come out. And that we don't do very well when we're lost. We start making rash decisions that seem really great in the moment, but sidetrack us from where God wants us to go. The nation of Israel had just seen the power of God in the ten plagues and the parting of the Red Sea. And yet they enter the desert and they want to go back. They would rather go back to enslavement because they're hungry, they're thirsty, they're not sure they trust that good things are coming. And ultimately, they build a golden calf because they would rather take their chances with this idol than with this God who rescued them because he's leading them into the wilderness. And they don't want to be lost. So over and over again, God's people enter a season of being lost, and they struggle. They lose sight of God. They get off track. So there is no other place that it is better for Jesus to start than in the wilderness. Because in this place where we flounder, where we struggle, where we take our eyes off God, Jesus goes there. He says, I am willingly entering this place of discomfort, this place of temptation. And I am going to model for you what it looks like to navigate it well. Jesus comes and he shows us that when we find ourselves lost in the world, It is really an opportunity to lose ourselves in the word of God. Getting lost is kind of a funny phrase because there's different ways we can take it. I was texting with my sister about this sermon last night and she's like, oh, I love getting lost in scripture. And I was like, I actually wasn't That wasn't where I was going with that. (laughs) I was like, no, I mean like getting lost in the woods. And she's like, oh yeah, no, I don't don't prefer that as much. (laughs) But it got me thinking about this change that Jesus brings in this temptation. Of he shifts those feelings that naturally come up in us when we're lost of fear and anxiety and uncertainty, a desire to be found and get back on track. And he shows us that there can be a beauty in getting lost, which our English language also reflects, that you can be lost in the moment, get lost in a song. We view those as positive experiences where you are so caught up in the wonderful things around you that you kind of 
let go of controlling the space. You don't worry about time. You don't feel like you have to do anything or go anywhere. You're simply present. And that is the challenge before us this morning. Because it is inevitable that we are going to be lost at times. Whether it is physically lost in a new city or a new country, or if you are studying a new topic, there are going to be things that you don't understand. But we're also going to be lost when someone close to us dies unexpectedly. When we lose that job that we've worked at for 20 years. When we plead with God to answer a prayer and all we feel like we hear is silence. Whether we choose it or not, we are going to have seasons where we are thoroughly and utterly lost. So how do we prepare for that? And that is where this becomes a spiritual practice to take that invitation to instead say, I'm not going to see this as a negative, but as an opportunity to lose myself in the word of God to lose myself in his promises and in his love. But that doesn't come overnight. By simply wishing it, it doesn't come. We have to build those muscles of faith. Which, after all, that is what faith is. As Hebrew tells us, it is being sure of what we hope for, and certain of what we cannot see. Faith is a mystery. So we have to practice being comfortable with mystery. So get lost. Be intentional about following the Spirit into new places. This can be physically, in simply taking a new route home, or having someone else drive once in a while. It is amazing the things you notice when it is new to you. I'm sure many of us have had those times where we're coming from work to home, and all of a sudden you're home, and you don't really remember how you got there because it is so comfortable that you just kind of go into autopilot. I would be surprised if any of you said you had an autopilot experience in a place you had never been before. A place where you're constantly asking your navigator, how many more roads do I have? Is it a left? Is it a right? Oh, did I just miss it? When you are somewhere new, your senses are heightened. When you're in an unfamiliar place, you have to work on humility. Asking for directions is hard. But sometimes 
That's our only option. It's easier to avoid it now with technology, but Siri is not always right. I have ended up in some very interesting places that were not where I was desiring to go by trusting directions. So then you have to ask someone. When you are in a new place, you are the guest. You are not the host. So you learn how to receive someone else serving you. And when you are lost, I think we sometimes learn how to pray for trust a little bit better. When you're not really sure how you're going to get out of this situation, you say, oh, Jesus, please help me. (laughs) I want to get back on the highway. (laughs) Help me however you can. I think we learn to see God in people. Whether it's that person who invites us in or gives us directions that person who helps us learn that new language, who gives us just that little bit of comfort when everything feels unfamiliar. All of these things we learn when we are lost. But we have to seek them out. Because it would be very easy for us, for the most part, to just go on our safe routes between home and work and church and school, to talk to our friends, to talk to those neighbors that are like us, that we know, that we do backyard barbecues with, to never try anything new, to never be open to experiences that might be uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, we all are going to have times that we don't see coming where we're going to be adrift. And if we have not built our faith muscles, if we have not learned how to calm that anxiety inside of us and say, this is an opportunity, then we might be overwhelmed. So what are the ways that you can practice getting lost in your own life? Where is the Spirit opening doors and perhaps calling you to branch out? See, this is a challenge for us as individual followers of Christ. But it is also a challenge for us as a community of believers, as Christ Community Church? How do we, as a whole church, practice getting lost? How do we create opportunities to experiment with new ways of doing things? How do we see the beauty in our community in areas that we've never walked into? How do we confidently open our doors and say all are welcome if we've never practiced welcoming the stranger? 
Lent is often a time associated with fasting or giving things up. But I want us to see Lent as something broader this year. As preparation that can include the building up of things. The intentional practice of saying, yes, God, I want my heart ready. I want my faith to be deeper. So I'm going to see the opportunities you lay before me to grow my faith. Jesus has shown us we can't always avoid the wilderness. But we have the opportunity to enter that space prepared. And the beauty of this story is that when we go into the wilderness, We don't go alone. As Lindsay was talking with the kids earlier about what it means to follow. Following implies multiple parties. You can't really follow yourself anywhere. Jesus followed the Spirit. And it is that same Spirit that he gave to us. So when we enter those spaces, when we say, I'm going to practice getting lost so that I can build my trust in God, we don't go alone. We go with the Spirit who can help us open our eyes the beautiful things we've never seen before. Who can give us words of prayer when we can't form any of our own beyond help. And that spirit will lay the scripture, the word of God upon our hearts that reminds us that this is a season but that at the end of the day, the victory is one that Jesus has shown us how to come out of the wilderness. The path is before us. And that the light of his life will show us the way back to God every time. These are the promises that we have in this book. The challenge for us is to make them a part of our life. To make them so second nature to us that we don't even have to think when that temptation comes. But we are so confident in the promises and the love of our God because we have been here before. The details might be different, but once you are comfortable getting lost, it will be so much harder for Satan to pull you off track. So may the Spirit give you eyes to see 
the safe opportunities you have to practice. And may this community be a place that helps guide you as you enter those spaces. May we pray for one another as we build these muscles. And may this word be ever written upon our hearts. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your love, that you loved us enough to send your son Jesus, that when time after time we failed to navigate those seasons in the wilderness, you sent him as a model to us of how we get found. Lord, may you give us the courage and the boldness to practice being lost so that we may know that in those moments we are never alone and that our faith may deepen, that you will always help us find our way back to you. Lord, as we go forth from this place, may you give us opportunities to get lost in your world, and to lose ourselves in your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.